0: Welcome to the Creative Finance Playbook, where we'll show you how to buy property without banks or credit using creative finance strategies. Join your hosts, Jen and Joe Delafave, as we embark on a thrilling journey to financial freedom through real estate. With our expert advice and insider tips, you'll learn how to build wealth and achieve your dreams. So tune in and get ready to take control of your financial future. What is up everybody? Jen and Joe. I am uh, one of your hosts, Joe. I'm Jen. (laughs) We got got Jen in the house. We have some fun things to talk about today and some ways that you guys are going to be able to find some of these deals. So we're going to share with you a lot of tips, a lot of tricks. We are spilling the bag on what's currently working today.
1: Spilling the tea.
0: Well, you know, there's a big difference. I think a lot of folks like to talk about things that used to work, um, even at times, including ourselves. And you always have to stay really in tune with what the market is doing because it does change. And, you know, certain marketing channels might be red hot sometimes in other ways they might slow down. So what we've learned along the way is you don't put all your eggs in one basket when it comes to marketing for new deals. So we're going to share with you guys today just some of the factors that have been really pulling in some leads for us, some good quality leads. And I'm going to go over some other things too that you should be on the lookout for. So, and I know Jen, as we have some people joining in right now, thank you. Thank you. Um, but Jen also has some questions. So if any of you guys have any questions, please drop those down in the comments and we will make sure we answer those. Um, so finding deals, right? Cause that's all the name of the game. And we have a really super easy process that we like to stick to when we are doing our marketing or or talking with sellers is one is what's your marketing channels look like? How are you going to get an influx of massive amount of leads to come to you? Because it's strictly a numbers game. Some of the difficulties of being a a coach or whatever you want to call us, um, when working with a personal client, private client, they usually say, you know, I've talked to seven people and they've all said no. And I'll, I tell them that's a great start. Congratulations, you're going to hear a lot more, and that's totally normal. It's okay to hear no. So I just want to let you all know that if you're talking with sellers and you talk to 5, 10, 15, 20, 30, 40, and you haven't made a deal yet, I just want to let you know that you're on the right path. Don't get discouraged. Um, generally, depending on your lead source and how you pull leads, will definitely affect your averages, right? So what do I mean by that? If I put Facebook ads out there uh, on, in Facebook groups, you know, you're know, you usually gonna get a lower quality lead. People are just gonna click, they wanna get a quote on their house. A lot of them do wanna sell, some don't. They just wanna see what their house is worth. What if I were to go on to you know, a, a list source, like listsource.com or PropStream or Bash Leads, and I were to pull a list, right? Pull a list of people who've owned a home that they've bought, you know, maybe two years or less, who are absentee owners, who live out of state. Some of those you might have a higher probability of closing because you know a lot of these people might be in a situation. So one of my favorite lists that I've been pulling right now, and I've been having very good success with, is I go into PropStream, and I'm gonna let you write this down because you don't want to miss out this one. Now these are houses that are on the market. I'm actually going to just go pull it up so I can just read off exactly what it is. I don't have to think about it. So we got it live here at my desk. So what I do on PropStream, I go under property characteristics. I'm looking for residential homes. Now you can put multifamily too if that's what you want. You could put commercial. Doesn't matter. I put residential, single-family residential homes is what I'm looking for. So residential. I'm clicking single-family. You could click multifamily too. It works. In, any one of these. Um, Now, what I do is I look for properties that are on market. So they're actively listed currently with a realtor listed for sale because you could do it where it's looking for a rental or whatever. I look for houses. So what am I looking for? I'm looking for folks who have a single family home that are on the market listed for sale and they have 85% Minimum loan to value. That's the key is that last one. Minimum of 85% loan to value. Now it doesn't have to be there. And I'm gonna explain what this means. Loan to value means obviously the value of their home opposed to what do they owe on it. So for fun numbers, I have a $100,000 home and hi, welcome. Um, if we have a hundred thousand dollar home, we are at an eighty five percent mortgage balance or higher, right? So that means if they have a value of hundred thousand dollars, it's currently on the market right now. That doesn't mean it's going to be listed at hundred grand. They might have it listed at one twenty, but odds are their loan to value of what's determined by PropStream or the Zillow's estimate. However, they're figuring out their 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 number they're going to owe 85% or more. So they might owe 90%. They might owe 95%. They don't know, but I put the minimum at 85%. So what am I doing? I'm looking for folks who've got a house on the market for sale. They have zero or very little equity. So what I do now is I start going through the list now in front of me in Pinellas County, which is, just as the Clearwater St. Pete area. There's 34 of them that meet my criteria. There's 34 houses that are currently on the market where the loan of value is 85% or more. So when I click on it, like the first one I'm looking at is 1658 Summit Way. I don't even know how to pronounce it. Somewhere in Florida. The value they show is 425. It shows the estimated equity of $17,000. But now I do is I click on it and when I do, I see that they're asking $600,000 for the property, and they owe two fifty. dollars Not a lot of, they got a lot of equity in that deal, right? So it's not always spot on. So all I do is I move on to the next one, right? And the next one, where I look, they have it on the market. Where is it? This one's in Largo, Florida. It's currently on the listing market right now for three sixty five. dollars They owe three thirty five. dollars perfect. This is exactly what I'm looking for. Why? Because this house is currently on the market for a sale. It is owned by an individual who has a same mailing address. So I reach out to the realtor and I'm even going to tell you the text message I do. I was shooting these off today and already talked to a realtor. Uh, I say, hi, Robbie or whatever the realtor's name is. My name is Joe. My wife is Jen. We live in the area and we came across one of your listings on Zillow is, and I say the address still available or did you just sell it already? And if you didn't catch it, it's okay, guys, this is being recorded. We're going to put it up on YouTube for you guys to watch again. But hi, realtor's name. My name is Joe. My wife is Jen. We currently live in the area and we came across one of your listings on Zillow is the street address uh, still available or do you sell it already? So one, two, three Apple street right? And then they're going to get back to you. The one thing I'm going to recommend if you're going to do this is you're going to see the phone number on Zillow. I usually copy and paste that into Google to make sure that's not their office phone number. That's actually their cell phone number because sometimes they don't put it on there. Um, Hey, Karen, thanks for joining. Charleston, South Carolina. We love it down there. Um, So if the realtor says, yes, that's still available. My next question is, is this available to be a rental? Is there any rental restrictions? Cause chance are I might not live there. And if you're going to live in the house, you don't even have to ask that question. You could skip that question. One of my good buddies who is a wholesaler here in Tampa is closing on a house tomorrow where we, I walked them through creative finance and how to buy real estate without using a bank. And he talked with the seller and they actually recommended, or they liked this idea because they're going to get a lot more money for their house than a cash offer would. And now he liked it so much. He's going to live there. It's going to be his. He owns a couple of rentals, but he hasn't lived in any houses that he's owned yet. This is going to be the first house he lives in that he now owns, and he's doing all with um, seller financing. So that's really exciting for him. So if I ask the realtor it's available, next thing I do is I get on the phone with that realtor, and I'm going to ask him, "Hey, listen. Obviously, um, if I were to buy your house or put in, if I were to submit an offer on the property." and I cover the closing costs in your commission, do you think your seller would be open to terms? Or I could say, would your seller be open to seller financing? And if they ask, sometimes they say, no, 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 I had one today. These people are, they're selling it for what they owe on it. If they have to write, they'll have to write a check for closing costs and commissions at the table and probably going to cost them $20,000, $30,000 for a house they're trying to get rid of because they're at what it's what they owe on it right now. And I said, if I were to pay your commission out of pocket and I were to pay the closing costs, would your seller seller sell financing, I just take over their existing mortgage because it's got a pretty low interest rate on it. And I'm, I'm not seeing rates right now at three and a quarter at Bank of America. And I'd love to be able to you know buy it and then just have that loan stay in place to where I could take advantage of that low interest rate. He says, no, my sellers wouldn't want to do that. I said, so they would rather write a check for a commission and closing costs rather than not have to write a check for any of that. That's going to save them like $40,000 potentially. And he says, nope, nope, nope. They won't want to do that. Meanwhile, guys, this house has been on the market for 266 days in Florida, in Tampa. That does not happen. And this is a pool house, beautiful house. Yes, hon, I was talking to him maybe about buying that for ourselves. I know you're listening. Really nice house. See, there's a smiley face. I know she's happy. It's a four-bedroom with an office, three full bathrooms, pool home. Absolutely beautiful. Um, and they are selling it for legitimately what they owe because I looked it up on production. And I even told the realtor that. So I'm going to circle back with them again, and just mention, hey, did you ever want to talk to your sellers about that offer? I know you mentioned they wouldn't do it, but maybe I want to just put in a formal offer and present it and not just tell me no you don't think they're going to go for that because i will tell you what guys realtors who have that attitude who listen to a buyer and automatically shoots it down without presenting that to a seller is not really doing a fair job for their for their listing for their listing they're not doing the best job they can and if you're going to hire a realtor and you're going to pay them thousands and thousands of dollars, you better make sure you pick one that's going to do their darn job and bring you any offer that comes across the table, especially if your house has been on the market for 266 days. And now these people live in Pittsburgh while having a vacant house here in Florida. That's gorgeous. So I'm um, giving you some advice when you're talking with the realtors. If you hear no, that's okay. You're going to want to circle back to them because I have a deal in Bradenton, Florida right now, which is just a suburb right outside of uh, Sarasota, Tampa area. I got a two bedroom, two bathroom house. And when I originally spoke to the realtor, she was saying, Nope, this won't work. And I know what they're selling it for. He owes $420 and they want $439 for it. So I circled back around a few weeks later. Guess what? House is still for, available. I talked to her. She tells me that the seller's payment is $2,900 a month. And he hasn't lived in this state in months. He's been making a $3,000 payment every month for a vacant house. So, he has a a tremendous desire to have debt relief. So, these are the things I'm helping you guys with right now. The fun facts if you find a house where you see it recently bought and now they're selling it, and you could tell by the listing photos the house looks empty, high motivation to sell, unless it was a fix and flip, right? But if somebody bought it, you know, nine, 10 months ago and now it's for sale and they see that it's around the similar price but they had it listed for, maybe lightly over that, and you see the pictures of the house are vacant, red alarms should go off that were I need to talk to that realtor. So if you don't have PropStream, and if you don't wanna spend the money for that, you don't have to, right? Go on Redfin. And this is the reason why I say Redfin versus Zillow. When Redfin, I could look for houses that have been on the market for more than 90 days where Zillow, it's under, only under, Redfin does both. So what do I do is I go for Redfin and I'm just gonna pull up an area that I like and look for properties that have been on the market for beyond 90 days. And then I just start running through all of those houses. And then I could even put keywords like motivated. So write that one down too. Your keywords could be motivated or seller financing or owner financing. Not any of them all together, but separately. So motivated, then I also put seller financing, and then also I will do owner financing. So you're going to find houses on the market this way. But lo and behold, I know what you're all thinking. If I buy a $440,000 home and I have to pay a realtor 5 6% commission at closing costs, Joe, that's like 20, 25 grand. And I don't have that kind of money on top of closing costs. So we're going to work through how to get through both of those things. Number one, the house has been on the market for a long time. The house deal we're doing here, we got the commission for $5,000 from 22,000 and some change to $5,000 because the house isn't sitting, it's not moving, right? Number two is you're going to cover closing costs. So make sure you've got money set aside for that insurance and all those other things. But I'm also going to get into today about raising private money. Okay. Um, I actually have a friend flying into town this Friday. Jen and I are going to dinner with, and he has money. He sold a property he's got some money and he works full time. And he's like, you know, I'm looking for, to get into real estate investing, but I work full time and it's really hard for me to, you know, manage properties like you do and all these other things. But I want to be in the real estate business, but I just don't know where to get started. And I'm looking for passive income. So if you ever hear those things, guys, and I'm just going to shoot you this drill too, there's opportunity sitting right in front of you. You might not recognize it. When somebody has cash and they want to get into real estate investing and they have, they're have, they looking for passive income because they have a full-time job or they're just maybe they own their own company and they're busy, this is a great way to set up an opportunity for them to lend to you on your real estate deals. right? So private money. So this is one of the things where we've never used private money before. Everything that we've always done has been self-funded. And the reason why is because I could buy it with really low entry, you know, a lot of our deals are a couple thousand dollars down if no money down. And then we put in a a rent to own tenant buyer who's going to give me 10, 20, 30, $40,000 down. And so any money I did shell out, I get that back. Sometimes it takes a few months, sometimes it takes even a little bit longer, but that's what we do. So that's how we keep turning the same amount of cash over and over again, but maybe that's not easy for you. And if it's not, that's okay there's going to be somebody, and this is why I love private lending with creative finance versus doing a fix and flip. A fix and flip. If I buy a property for 200,000 and I got to pay the materials and closing costs, I might need to borrow $250,000, 300000 right? And if you're going to be paying 10% interest, you figure out the math of what you're going to pay per month and in, in interest, you could be spending a couple thousand a month. And if you're House doesn't sell quickly because the market changed. That could really put you in a little bit of bind because now your expenses keep going up every month. the House sits and doesn't sell. So the reason why I love creative finance is because my cost of entry on that deal we just talked about is $5,000 for the Realtors Commission, me paying probably 8,000 in closing costs, an insurance policy for a couple grand, but all done, guys, with not using a bank without pulling a credit check. I'm going to be owning a house for literally everything all included for under 20,000 out of pocket. And now this is almost a half million dollar home. Now to flip side of that, a lot of you say, well, what if I don't have 20,000? This is why we love our strategy once again of collecting that down payment from somebody. So if I'm working with a lender, I might need to borrow $20,000 and I might need to borrow that for three, four or five months. Until I t- put in my tenant buyer. But if I'm gonna borrow money, I'd much rather borrow 20,000, 30,000 over the span of five months than 200,000, 300,000, because those are gonna be a lot costlier. And then you're still getting into real estate. This is what I love about it. Um, the flip side I will also get into is this is why we also, if you've got zero capital to work with, and I'm talking very little, that's okay too, because we all start from somewhere. But how do I get started is the big thing. So if you talk to a seller, this is where it works well with somebody. And now this is one thing I've noticed on Zillow too. So write this one down. If you look at the history of the purchase and sale of the property, if you ever see a situation where somebody is trying to sell the property and then they list it for rent and then they put it back for sale and it keeps going back and forth, they're in an issue. They want to sell the property, but it's not selling. So they have to rent it. So some of my favorite things, I wish I had a computer program that could just scan through all the Zillow listings to look for that pattern of in the last year or two, they've had it for sale and it didn't sell and they've had it for rent. And it's cut down going back and forth because there's an opportunity for me to reach out. I'm I'm giving you gold right now, but there's the opportunity for you to reach out to the realtor. And if it's currently listed for rent, I say, is this available? Yes, it is. Would the seller, I noticed not too long ago that this property was listed for sale too. Would the seller still consider selling it? And if they are, that's where I'm gonna open up the conversation of, well, why don't you sell it to me with seller financing? And if they say, well, you know, whatever, for a reason they, whatever, then sell it to me on a lease purchase. And I need to get a discount on the rent because my lease purchase says, I'm responsible for all maintenance and repairs. So if I have a leaky faucet, I'm not calling you guys. I'm gonna call a plumber, I'm gonna fix it. It's not gonna cost you anything. And I'm gonna take care of all the maintenance and the repairs and utilities. Everything is all covered by me. So I need to make sure I get that discount on rent because you gotta realize that you're gonna have to re-rent that to somebody else for more money. So if they got to listen, I'll give an example for 2,500 a month for rent, I'm going to try to get my $500 spread, $600 spread. So I'm going to try to get that as low as possible, knowing that they're not going to have to worry for management, property maintenance, any repairs, any callbacks stuff like that. Because their goal is to sell it to me. If I could buy it on a lease purchase, I've got no money down, guys. I've got no money into the deal. I don't need an insurance policy. I'm controlling real estate by just an agreement. And I know, Trace, I know a bunch of you guys got our stuff. You guys have those agreements. So our agreement shows that not only can we lease it from you and have that determined price set in place, but I could also release it to somebody else for sale and for more money. Right? So that's the key. I've done these deals. I've had a seller who wants to sell us her house. I talked to her about selling it on seller financing. And at first she's kind of like me. I said, then just lease it to me with the option to buy it at that price at what your mortgage payment is. And I'll just pay that every month. And she said, I'll do that. That's fine. So the insurance stays in her name because she's still the owner. Get a landlord policy. It's the only difference. Saves you a little bit of money. But now I, I have complete control over this property with no money, just my agreement. So if you're having issues, and I'll give you an example, we have one right now that's brought to me um, from another investor who is a wholesaler and the numbers didn't work for this lady on a cash offer. She owes 320. She wants 350. The cash guys were giving her numbers at like 220, 250. And she said, that's even less of what I owe. The investor put something on his Instagram saying, oh, you know, they all don't work out. And my wife was sharp enough to see that. I was like, hey, did you offer him terms? And He was like, no, I haven't. So Jen reaches out to the wholesaler and says, hey, why don't we connect and we can See if they'd be open to terms. We're doing a deal. It's a three unit in Baltimore, Maryland, in the nice part of town, with two grand down and a $350,000 property, right? She just spent all this money on, on a three unit. Now, two grand down and covering closing costs. So the challenge is in Baltimore, in Philadelphia, in Pittsburgh, and a very few other places, the transfer tax is very high. In Baltimore, I think it's 5%. So on a $15,000 home, you're looking at transfer, or I'm sorry, a $300,000 home, you're looking at a, 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 a $15,000 transfer tax. It's high closing costs. So this is an area where if you wanted to buy it and take it down as a lease purchase, where you're not having any closing costs now, that's a good alternative to do it in those places too. So I just kind of want to share. So the things that are really working hot right now for us, and I'm even go over Facebook marketing. Facebook marketing is usually really strong for us right now. It's been a little bit, not so great. We're getting a lot of leads, getting a lot of leads, but here's the difference between this year and last year. This is why you need to be in tune with your marketing last year. And we're still getting good deals from it. We're still making leads. I don't want you to think not, but last year, if I got a hundred leads in a week, 98% of them were off market. I, two, they'd be like, hey, my house listed with a realtor. It's not selling. Everybody else usually had an off-market property. This year, if I get 100 leads in a week, I probably have close to half who have a property that's on the market, listed with a realtor currently, and they're not selling. And why is that? Last year, you put them on the market, rates for three and a quarter, they'd sell opening weekend for over-asking. This is proof the houses aren't selling like they were just even one year ago. And I already, Everybody already knew that, but it's, it's definitely true. So half of the leads we have coming in right now have houses that are currently on the market listed with the realtor. Um, and I've got one right now we're working. The listing agreement ends May 11th. And so I said, hey, listen, if we're able to do that, are you able to cut the listing agreement up and, and move forward? They said, yes, I can. So um, those are some of the questions I always ask when a seller reached out to me and they do have a properties listed on the market. I do ask, you know, before we can move forward on making a deal, you'd have to cancel your listing with your realtor right? I didn't find it through the realtor. They reached out to me and say, hey, my realtor's out selling my house. Some have to wait till they expire. Some would cancel it earlier. Some will have a small fee attached to it. And you got to pay $1,000 to drop the listing or something like that, which if you're making the deal, it's just cost of doing the business. Um, cool. We have to keep it kind of quick, short and sweet today. Um, I know, Jen, you mentioned that there was a few questions we had coming in
1: Yes, we did have a few. <laughs> um, all right. The one I really liked, it resonated with us, especially was the question about how do you work a 60 hour week in a full-time job, 60 hours plus, and do real estate on the side without any family or support and inflation at an all time high work seems to get in the way of making money.
0: So yes, I know all about that. My old job, when I was working at the car dealership, I was working 50 something hours a week. Sometimes it was way, way more if we had a big sale. I had a wife, I had two little kids and I had a handful of properties and I was just running. So the one thing I would say, because that's a great question for whoever asked that, you have to be laser focused at time management. You're gonna have cracks in the day where you're gonna be able to build time for yourself. So for me, what I would do is I would wake up early. I was the first, and I still am, but I was the first one awake in my house because when you have two little ones, you don't always have all that time, plus two dogs, right? So you got a lot of stuff going on. So I would wake up early in the morning before I had to get you know, running to work and things like that. And if I had to fire off any emails or scout for any properties or set up anything for that day, I would set myself up early in the day or I would set myself up, the night before I went to bed, right? If there was emails where I needed to send out, I'd send them out late at night. So by the time my busy day was running and I'm at work doing a million things, I'm able to check those emails already done. So what I mean, time management, you have to fit the time in your cracks, but what we do doesn't take a lot of time. You know, if you're looking to do this as a business, full-time, yeah, you'll spend more time in it because it's your only thing. But if you're looking to do this on the side, growing your first deal, or maybe it's just your next deal. You don't need a lot of time to do what we're doing. All you need to do is set out your marketing. This is why I love Facebook, because you could put an ad in a Facebook group for free. Doesn't cost you a dime. Join the local buy and sell garage sale Facebook group in your area. Put out one of our ads. They all work well. Make one your own. Don't steal ours. Just redo one of ours so it's yours. That's all I mean by that. I mean, i legitimately have pictures of like Jen and I'm like, yeah, don't put pictures of Jen. You're going to be like, you're not her, right? They're going to confuse people. Uh-huh. So make one of you. That's the point. Make them custom to you make them. And then when you put that ad out there, you're going to have people reach out. I just did it just for fun the other day and I had over a dozen leads for free. And if you're going to spend money on marketing, you're going to spend usually 20, 30, 50, a <clears throat> couple hundred bucks per lead guys. So if you're able to, to manufacture a dozen of them a day for free, please do that before you start paying for that stuff. All right. Don't waste your money yet. It's not a waste, but don't spend your money yet. Cause you don't, you're bootstrapping this from the beginning. Many of our private clients have done countless deals, dozens of deals before they had to spend a dime on marketing to get leads. You don't need to go, but the trick is when you get your leads, here's the biggest point. Whoever asked that question What are you doing with them? I could give you 5,000 leads and put you in a room for full time, but if you don't know what to do with them, you're never gonna make a deal. Before I got into this, you know how many deals I passed up not knowing what to look for or what questions to ask? I wanna strangle myself, right? But you can't. You Coulda, shoulda, woulda. But knowing better for moving forward is the key. So you wanna spend quality time with quality people. You do a lot of our stuff through messaging, I'm not getting in the phone call with every seller who just wants to get a quote for their house and thinking about selling it in 10 years. I want to talk to somebody who's like, Hey, I'm in a situation. I'm moving. I need to sell my house. That's why I need to get on the phone with uh, people who actually really need our help. So, um, when you're talking with people or spending your time doing anything, you want to look at what's the outcome of what am I going to get out of this situation? If you're working 60 hours a week, And after work, you're going out with your buddies, drinking beer for three hours, eating chicken wings, watching sports. Well, maybe cut out a couple of those a week and and stick to your business. And you'll be surprised with just that small little difference we'll make over every week, over every month, over every year. And it all does add up.
1: How many uh, nights a week did you do that, babe?
0: I never went out for that stuff. If I did, you came with me, but... Very rarely.
1: But that was the point was you sacrifice some time then to be able to now be full time in this. So I think that's the part that a lot of it gets missed that there are sacrifices and that you have to pick and choose where you're spending your time.
0: Well, think about it. How many happy hours did we miss? How many times did we miss the weekend at the cottage or weekend at the family member's house or birthday, this or that, because we had other obligations set up. So and I we wish
1: for it, you know, we really did hear, Oh, my, you know, can't come over, you know, why can't you spend more time with us? And it was hard to explain that we were building our business because we had this vision that a lot of people don't have. So again, you have to surround yourself with those who are going to encourage you and no harm, no foul family sometimes doesn't mean ill well, but they just don't understand. So love at a distance, keep focused and surround yourself with the right people.
0: Right. And that is key. And that's why we're here, guys. We're your support group. When your friends and family say, what are you doing? Where are you? Yeah, we are going to be your new family and we will support you and help you understand you're not crazy, maybe slightly, but doing this is not crazy at all. Um, That could be something different. And I'll be honest with you guys, and I do not talk about this very often, so I'm about to say I'm going to be very real, and I'd never share this. I get zero support from my mom and my dad. I get zero support from any one of my family members. My family members barely even like my Facebook posts, and they don't. I get barely any, when I say barely, it's like 1% on a good day support from my friends who were the guys that I was gonna go out drinking beers with, or I grew up with, or any of these other things. But then they reach out to me and say, I see what you're doing and oh my God, I wanna do what you're doing. You'll get a couple of those. But guys, don't count on your friends and your family members supporting your dreams. These are your dreams, it's not theirs. So if I gave you some great advice is, if somebody starts taking a dump on your dreams, or just be negative, love them for who they are as your friend or your family member, but excuse yourself from the negativity and put on your blinders and your earmuffs and don't listen to it and don't witness it. But I get zero support. I get support from my wife. I get support from my kids because now they're here come in the office and do a follow-up, but they love mom and dad anyways. But you know what I mean? It's like, that's the support I like and that's all I need. And that's all you can count on is yourself, by the way. So you can't count on anybody else.
1: Yes. And you kind of went right into the second part of the question there was the cost-effective way to find motivated sellers. So like you talked about Facebook, um, Facebook groups, having that free Facebook business page, you know, just by simply talking about it. One of our students just posted how they have an amazing deal that they just got under contract just because they told people that they're buying properties. It was a referral. So even though they've started spending money on ads, this one came for free. Or, you know, referral fee when it closes. But, you know, so again, it's just telling everybody what you do. So with that, that confidence to believing in that you're doing this and that you're sharing with everyone what you're doing, because people need our help, but they don't know what you do if you don't tell them.
0: And I'm gonna throw a little twist on what I said earlier because you just brought up a good point. Is that when you tell your friends and family on social media that, hey, my name is Joe, and I buy houses, and then they're not just the fixer ugly junker houses, like I buy pretty houses too. If you know anyone who's thinking of selling their house, send them to me. And if I buy it, I'll pay you a thousand dollars as a referral fee. You will find some support. You might have to bribe your friends or family to support you, but for that thousand dollars, they will. And there's still a lot of people in your family and in your network that are still in your corner. Don't get me wrong. And they will. And I get leads from people that I went to high school with that I didn't talk to in 20 something years. I'm like, Hey Joe, my friend's selling his house. And I know that you guys buy houses. And I know you guys don't mess around we made that deal. My favorite thousand dollars to send somebody. And we've had a handful of these referrals that we've handed out and it's the best marketing you're going to do guys. So telling people on your social media who you are and what it is that you do is the key to unlocking tons of leads. Great questions.
1: Um, The other really important question was when will the sun come out in New York?
0: (laughs) that you're probably gonna have to wait till July. Sorry, but you might get a couple of days between now and then.
1: Yeah, no, um, really that was it from the ones that I was asked, but I think that, you know, I think it's just, just keep going. I feel like that's like the the, the theme that's going through my head right now is I'm hearing no a lot and it gets frustrating, but you have to plug into the good things that you're listening to. So I know Napoleon Hill um, Outwitting the Devil is one thing I'm going to start listening to, re listening to again. And Joe, I know you have a couple of favorite books that you were always listening to. 100 Ways to Motivate Yourself.
0: 100 Ways to Motivate Yourself has just been one of the best ones ever. It's not like some rah rah, it's an audio. You could get it on YouTube for free, guys, by Steve Chandler 100 Ways to Motivate Yourself. If you need to give yourself that little extra kick, he gives you so many valuable things to make you think. It's just listening to that small little things. And it's about getting coaching guys. And there's amazing coaching out there. Um, And it's free so much of it on YouTube. So when you're trying to get your mindset, right, be around good, positive people, eliminate the negative folks that you can. And if it's your mom or if it's your dad, love mom and dad, but love mom and dad, knowing that they can be a little negative and you don't need to be, you know, letting them like, you don't know what you're doing. Because when I made my first deal, guys, I had everybody in the world telling me that I'm out of my mind. It's never going to work. I'm 22 years old. I never went to college. I've got pennies in my pocket. And they're like, how are you going to do this real estate deal? with No money, no education. You're not a realtor. This is never going to work. And then when I closed my first deal, my young 20s, and I got that check and I helped out a seller who was in a jam. I helped out a, a buddy who was looking to buy a deal and I made $15,000, you might as well tell me I had a million dollar lot. I was so excited. So you can do it too. It's it's nothing special, but if you have negative people saying these things to you, just keep them at a nice distance, but love them.
1: Awesome. Okay. And last question here from Trace, because I do have to scoot. Do you guys use a business program dialer when using your cell phones, it shows as a central business number. When calling sellers, is that even a thing? So I know there's something through our CRM.
0: So I'll be honest with you, but if I'm calling sellers or realtors, I'm just using my plain Jane cell phone. Um, if we're going to go through our CRM for like our ads, we're and our phone calls are recorded. We do, it's right through our CRM. Our CRM it's um, connected through Twilio which people who are way smarter than me could help set that up for you if you're ever interested. Um, But what we do is I like to have it through Twilio, through our CRM when sellers reach out to us because now those calls are recorded. It does give them a notification it's recorded. But if I'm at a park or at a beach and I don't have my notepad with me, I could say, have the call, but then go back and listen to it and write all the notes down later on or I just put them right in the system. So that's been really helpful, um, especially if you don't have a pen. Um, but if I'm reaching out, because what I really try to strive for everybody is, in, if you if you are bootstrapping this from their beginning, just pick up your regular cell phone. If you need that extra layer that you don't want your normal cell phone number blowing up, and that's fine. There's an app that you can get. It's called Sideline. It is this green little S thing right there. It's called Sideline. I think they charge like seventy bucks for the year. You could get your own phone number from wherever you want it to be. So if you want to live in one spot and have a phone number in a different part of the country or just a different side of town. You could do that. Um, but what I love about it, it's a different interface. What does it cost? Eight bucks a month. It's not very expensive. If you pay for the whole year, it's a different voicemail. It's a different interface, different phone number completely. You don't need two phones anymore. It's just an app. And if I'm going to make a call out of that, the one thing I, I do really like too is that every conversation I had with somebody it's all right there every phone call like missed phone call text message right like it's it's all in one spot so if i've if i've talked to somebody and they just call me out of the blue i could look at the conversation like oh i called this person 15 times and they're calling me back great let me answer it um and it's a different voicemail so if, if i'm away for the weekend i can have that one go right to voicemail by sliding the lever over and still my my normal phone number is not affected. Well, even if you but I'll be honest with you right wants, now, I'm a little uh, lazy just to kind of give us and good, I don't really, with, so when I
1: kind of um, yeah.
0: I'm a little lazy, honestly, and I don't even do that anymore. But I, can send you I just use my regular phone number.
1: All righty guys, so we will be back. I have to go get our dog, so.
0: Our dog had a little medical procedure today, but she's doing well. But we got to go pick her up the girl. So, and
1: then we're off to Tampa. So, if you're going to be there tonight, we'll see you tonight at uh, 6 30. I think it starts.
0: Yeah, we're doing a little bit of a presentation okay. tonight. So, looking forward to it. So, guys, thank you so much for tuning in this week. We go pick up our dog. We will see you next Tuesday. We got some really cool stuff going. If you got any questions in the meantime, send them our way and we will make sure we get All these right. answered live for you because that's what we love to do.
1: Awesome. Take care, everybody. See you next week. You
0: guys. Awesome. Bye-bye.